Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Innocence Redeemed Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Bergman. The title of today's show is going to be called Giving Grudgingly Versus Willingly. You know, guys, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't get on here very often and talk about giving, tithing, and all that. I keep my focus on the Lord, and these things are added unto me. Okay? I keep the content coming. Because in this late hour, there are lost souls out there. There are backslidden Christians who think that they're living the righteous way, then they're not. And that is my sole focus here at Innocence Redeemed, to bring glory to the Lord in the work I do for Him. And I want to be clear, I should not be having to get on and talk about things that apply or should be known to the average believer out there, who should be well-schooled in these things, such as giving or tithing, okay? Offerings and contributions to this ministry are completely optional. You have a choice to live by the Lord's word. You have a choice to give wherever you want. That's not the reason I'm here. How often do you ever, ever, ever hear me talking about giving to me? I do not monetize my podcasts. I never close them out and say, hey, by the way, if you like this, come over here and give. No, what I have said in my email is if you appreciate the message you get, please show support. But of course, that's still optional. But I have to address something that's long been going on, and this had to be done now, and you know, this, this is the last thing I should have to be talking about. I've had a friend lately who I've known for a number of years. He's been in the hospital. He's in a Texas hospital right now, laid up with clots, and has an 80% blockage in one coronary artery and one on the other, 100% on the other, and it's due to taking something that he shouldn't have taken. And I'm kind of shocked because he's well aware, but apparently was convinced by his significant other so he could travel. And I've been in prayer for him. And you know, guys, in between these podcasts, if you only knew the circumstances, I'm by myself most of the time, okay? I don't hardly have anybody around me that is very supportive of what I do, all right? I maybe know a handful of people, or, or not even a handful, maybe like three or four people that I'm in contact with, and I don't talk to them every day. When you give to this ministry, please do not ask me what my spending rate is or my burn rate, quote-unquote, or, or where I spend the contributions. This is my full-time job. I do not work a normal job, okay? I mean, I'm not a church. I don't have 10 people working for me. Everything you hear, everything you see at Innocence Redeemed is produced by myself. My time is spent in prayer. It is spent in study. It is spent composing the material you hear. It is spent, it is spent watching events unfold that pertain to Scripture so I can have leading on what I can address as it pertains to Scripture to lead lost souls in this late hour. I have to stay up late to get guests on. Like when I have Brother H on from Australia, I have to stay up very late so I can accommodate because he works. And that is an eight-hour difference from me where he lives. When I have many rounds on, he lives two hours ahead of me. I have to balance what he's doing. He has kids and a wife. He has, to he has land. He has to tend to all of that. I have to rearrange often, and my sleep can be all over the place at times, okay? So I should not have to be getting on here talking about how to give. If you appreciate the content, 
support this ministry. It's basic. But, you know, if you're going to come to me and say, well, I need to know what you make every month or I need to know where my money's going, uh, where, what do you spend, how much do you go through, guys, it can vary. And I help people behind the scenes. You know, I, not that I have to tell you that. The right hand is not supposed to know what the left hand is doing when it gives, okay? I don't have to disclose to you what I do. And frankly, when you ask me or send me an email and expect me either to be your pen pal and constantly answer long, strenuous emails when I've got a ton of things already going on, I don't have time for it. I don't have time for that. I am about the mission. And that is winning lost souls for Jesus right now. Folks, there was just a drone attack on the Kremlin, okay? At any time, we could go into war. We know there's stuff going on in the Pacific. I've told you, I've talked about all this. I don't have time to be getting caught up in mindless antics about where donations are going when they come to Innocence Redeemed. But I've had this happen to me now three times, and I've had people unfollow me because they sent something in and then wrote in there, well, here's what I want you to do with the money I'm giving you. Number one, let me ask you something. If you went to a job every day and you worked hard, would you like it if your boss stood there with a checklist and asked you, okay, um, you know, we're having to cut back and cut expenses. Um, I need you to list for me what you spend every month. I need to know what you pay on your car and on your insurance and on your rent. I need to know how much you go out to eat. I need to know what you spend on groceries. Oh, yeah. See, you go out to eat too much. I think that I need to cut your payback by $50 because I really can't afford it. Yeah, I see all the work you've done, but you know, we just don't have the funds. You know, that would that be right if that were done to you? I mean, the long and short of it is, no, you wouldn't like that. You'd say, that's none of your dang business. And so it's the same. I don't have an obligation to answer questions like that. And to be frank, when you do that, you're prying into my personal life, whether you realize it or not. And it's just straight up rude. The bottom line is, it's furthering kingdom work through what I do. That's all you need to know. I answer to our Heavenly Father in Jesus' name. I am not beholden to men. None of you would like it if somebody dictated to you. More on that in a second. And furthermore, when you give to your church, some of you go to a church, do you stand in the parking lot and look at what your pastor drives? Do you ask them what they do with the funds that come in? Because I've heard stories where pastors pocket the money and do nothing for the church, or they don't even help. I've heard stories where the food pantry has to shut down because people don't even give to the food pantry. It goes to the church, and then who knows what they do with it. You know... We need to get our priorities right, guys. We need to stop asking and giving conditionally. That's almost like you're creating, if you do that, that's almost like you're creating conditions, like you really don't want to give, like it's, like it's grudging. So we're going to review some scriptures that goes over this. Let's start on 2 Corinthians 9, verses 5 through 14. Therefore, I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren to go to you ahead of time and prepare your generous gift beforehand which you had previously promised, that it may be ready as a matter of generosity and not as a grudging obligation. So if you're giving, give as you purpose. 
You don't reach out and say, well, I'll give to you if you post your videos on YouTube, or I'll give to you if you talk about this subject or that subject, or if you tell me what I want to hear. You know, continuing on in 2 Corinthians 9, starting on verse 6, but this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for your every good work. So if you're blessed with a good job, or maybe you're blessed with an inheritance, did God not give you that? Can God not take that away? Why is there, see, here's another thing. Why is it everybody who believes that when you do the Lord's work, you're supposed to dress in rags and drive around in an old beat up car? Or they have to know, like, what do you do with my money? Or what are you doing? It's like, that's not the way it ought to be. I don't ask you what you're driving and what your mortgage payment is. I don't ask you what your expenses are. I don't ask you when an emergency comes up. I don't ask you who you loan to without asking for it back. Why do we think it's okay to do that to people who are working for the Lord? I sit here and I seek the Lord continuously to get material for you guys. This was not even going to be a podcast. But I see people dictating like, well, I'll get like making conditions to give. They're blessed, but yet they're making conditions to give. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. That means you have plenty. You know, we're told to give in relation to what we have not based on a laundry list of conditions. You know, to sow sparingly, not grudgingly or out of necessity or obligation. And frankly, guys, in what's coming, you should be planting the seeds and sowing sparingly right now because you know you'll want it to happen to you later on. You know, going on in 2 Corinthians 9 verse 9, as it is written, He has dispersed abroad, he has given to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. Do you want to know sometimes where I give, ladies and gentlemen, not that I have to obligate telling you this? I've had to help people. I've helped people who have nobody else helping them to pay their rent, to get food. We need to be considering of who labors among us and who is needy, especially right now. Because we're going into a time where those of you, you might be sitting pretty now, but if this banking collapse comes, guess what? You could lose all of that overnight. You know, I had a well-paying job before I came to ministry. I had a well-paying job. I didn't make tons of money, but I lived comfortably. But let me tell you something. The Lord can take all that away in one night. You could wake up tomorrow and get a notice that you've lost your job. And then you can't find another one. And there are many people going into a wilderness right now. There are many layoffs happening. They're replacing everything, a lot of things, not, well, not everything, but a lot of things with AI. I, there was just news yesterday. I think IBM's going to lay off like 10,000 workers because they got AI that can do it. You know, so 
people want to know about the promises of provision, but then their hearts are wrong when it comes to giving, or they want to give conditionally. And I'm going to get to that in just a moment. But going on in 2 Corinthians 9, verse 10. Now, may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. When you give, you pray over it. You got to water it with what the scripture says. Lord, I've given bountifully. Your word says give and it will be given unto you. Shaken up, pressed down, stirred together and poured out into my lap. See, if we're taking on the wrong attitude as to how we're doing it, that's why we're not reaping the reward of it. Because you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Going on in verse 11, while you are enriched in everything for all liberality, which causes thanksgiving through us to God. Because every time you give, I give thanks to God and I ask him to bless everybody who supports this ministry, whether you know it or not. Like I said, I don't talk about this very often, but you need to know that. Going on in verse 12, for the administration of the service not only supplies the needs of the saints, but also is abounding through many thanksgivings to God. So that's what I was talking about. There's some times where it's supplying the needs of the saints. I'm one of those people. Uh, Sister A, all the way on the other side of the country, she may need help. She's thankful to God because I'm able to help her through you helping me. You see how that works? People have heard the saying, pay it forward. Well, you would want that done unto you. So why are we grudgingly doing something that we're supposed to do automatically when we're Christian? Moving on in verse 13, while through the proof of this ministry, they glorify God for the obedience of your confession to the gospel of Christ and for your liberal sharing with them and all men and by their prayer for you who long for you because of the exceeding grace of God in you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. So, you know, people want things to work out in their life and then they wonder, well, I don't know if I'm saved or I don't know if this or I don't know if that. And it's like, well, you know, this is what I brought out in the last podcast with Mel. Are you doing what you're supposed to? You know, Jesus speaks of the day that we're going to stand and give an account. And he's going to say, you know, I was hungry and you didn't feed me. I didn't have a place to live and you didn't take me in. Uh, I, I needed a coat and you didn't give me one. I was out and you left me out in the cold. Be done away with you. Because I don't see myself in you. You don't know how to share. You don't give conditionally, folks. You give as you purpose it in your heart. Okay? And I'm not trying to be rude about this, but this applies obviously to who it applies to. There are those of you who have been generous. And I appreciate that. That's not who this message is for. This applies to who it applies for. Because this has happened now a few times I've gotten given conditions or donations given to me. And then it's like, well, if you do this, I'll give you more. Or if you get, I know you need a help with a vehicle, Ray, I'll, I'll, I'll get this for you. It's like, number one, you don't know where the Lord's sending me. So you can't dictate to me what I'm supposed to get. Do I tell you what you need to drive? No, I don't. And to think about it, that's exactly where this country's going. You're falling into the traps of the enemy. That is socialist behavior. We're going to monitor everything that goes into your bank account. We're going to monitor everything you spend. If you don't tote our line, if you don't do what we say, we're going to shut off your social credit. We're going to shut off this, that, or the other. Because we think that you talk too much. We think that you drive too much. You know what? You'd eat too much beef. 
you know what? You spend too much time burning carbon when you go out with your friends. How dare you? I mean, seriously, guys, you think I'm joking, but this is what they're doing. I can guarantee most people listening to my voice right now would not like it if they were treated that way. But that's what's coming because that is the wickedness this nation has sown. It's cheated God of his tithes, and it's cheated the rightful ministry of its tithes. And now it's coming back because that's what people put out there. Or they're wasting money. They're on YouTube making videos of destroying expensive vehicles and all this other stuff. And it's like, so you're doing all this for entertainment, yet there's people who are literally losing their homes. And they don't even, can't even barely put food on the table. What's wrong with that picture? There's something very, very wrong with that picture. You know, part of this is covered in 2 Corinthians 8. I'll go back a chapter. Let's go back to 2 Corinthians 8, verse 10. And in this, I give advice. It is to your advantage, not only to be doing what you began and were desiring to do a year ago, but now... You also must complete the doing of it, that as there was a readiness to desire it, so there also may be a completion out of what you have. For if there is first a willing mind, it is accepted according to what one has and not according to what he does have. In other words, you give in relation to what you have and as you purpose. Going on in verse 13, for I do not mean that others should be eased and you burdened, but by an equality, that now, at this time, your abundance may supply their lack, that their abundance also may supply your lack, that there may be equality. As it is written, he who gathered much had nothing left over, and he who gathered little had no lack. So, people are concerned about lack going forward. But do you understand that because you're holding on hard and you're setting conditions, do you want conditions later on? Somebody might say, well, you have a can of Campbell's soup. You don't need help. You know, you, you don't, you don't want to see this is what I'm saying. You're what you sow is what you're going to reap. If you sow generously, you're going to reap generously. If you show mercy, you're going to be shown mercy in what comes. If you, you want to get in the habit of doing this now and not later. And when I talk about this, this is exactly what I'm talking about. People fear. Because they don't have true love in their heart. They're more concerned about their bottom line and where it's going. And it's like the heck with everybody else. If that's the attitude you have, well, then you should be concerned about it. If you're doing what you're supposed to do, then you have no worries. I'm just saying, you know, I, I'm not trying to sit here and dictate like, oh, you have to bring a bunch of ties to me or anything. It's no, that's not what I'm talking about. It's discovering what's in your heart giving with purpose, doing things unto the Lord, stepping out in faith so that you're planting the good seed for later, to harvest it later. It's spiritual, guys. You have to find the right balance and discern what the Lord is saying here. If we're setting conditions when it comes to giving, that's wrong. And it doesn't matter whether it's me or anybody else. It doesn't matter. If you're sitting there saying, well, you know, I could, but, uh, you know, if I do, I may not get to take that vacation and I may not be able to buy the iPhone I want or folks, we need to get our priorities in check. First Timothy five, verse 17 through 18 say, let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor, 
especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. For the scripture says, you shall not muzzle an ox while it treads out the grain, and the laborer is worthy of his wages. That means all who labor for the Lord are worthy to be paid. Once again, if you went to your job and your boss says, well, we have to cut costs, but wait a minute, when I signed up for this job, you, I, I signed up to make such and such an hour or the salary. It's like, well, yeah, but you know, we got to cut things back and we think you're spending too much of our money. What do, what do you spend every month and we'll pay you based upon that? You wouldn't like that if that were done to you. So that's what I'm getting at. That needs to stop. That's not right. That is not how the word describes giving in the generous giver. Let's look at another one. 1 Thessalonians 5, 12 through 13. And we urge you, brethren, to recognize those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. Be at peace among yourselves. So see, when you're asking, you're not esteeming what's done. You're not esteeming in love. You're doing it grudgingly. What you give is appropriate if you do it with the right reasons. If you're doing it because it's wrong or you think that you're off, if you're doing it out of obligation or grudgingly, then you're not giving in the right spirit. Because in other words, you're, you're looking for a reason to get out of it. Like, here, what's your expense report so I can determine what I'm supposed to give to you? That ain't right. In fact, it's very rude. It's like a slap in the face, honestly. Malachi 3, 8 through 12. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings, you are cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing, that there will not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke, this is key, and I, verse 11, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. So when you give, it'll be giving back to you. You'll be blessed based upon what you do. That's a promise right there, guys. You know, verse 12 it applies to America, and all nations will call you blessed. For you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. We have wandered off the path of righteousness. We have gotten to a point where it's everything's tit for tat. I'll do what this person does or someone else can do it. I don't want to. It shouldn't be my responsibility. Well, maybe it is your responsibility. Maybe you have more than enough and maybe you're able to help others. Did you ever think about that? And then you have people going around boasting about how much they have. And it's like, well, you shouldn't be doing that. What you ought to be doing is being observant around you and seeing how you can help others. Like I said, guys, I don't like to have to address this stuff. I feel giving should come naturally to the person who gives. But there's people out there who have wrong attitudes. And they think that they can dictate. Like, you have to be my friend, otherwise I won't give to you. Or you have to do what I want you to do with it. How much do you spend? That's, that's not right, guys. We should not be living like that. I'm just saying. Nobody comes to you and dictates what you do. But you should be living by the word of God. And I pray that this podcast enlightens everybody to what they ought to be doing. Because it's not something that I honestly love getting into. It's a sore subject for many, right, especially right now. 
But when I'm getting asked to create an expense report or things are conditional, that's that's not giving the way the Lord intended. That's grudging. That's out of obligation. Like, well, I want to, but I really don't, is what you're saying. And we need to watch that. All right, guys, I'm going to try to have another podcast. Jesus bless you. Thank you for listening. Stay vigilant out there, okay? I hope this was a help to you.